Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we're going to continue on our train of thought that we've had. Yesterday we were reading from the book of Hebrews in chapter 1 verse 3. Concerning that God upholds or sustains everything in the universe through Jesus Christ, the living word. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. And that, that is what we have been looking at. God doesn't wave a magic wand like you would see in some fiction uh, movie. God does not throw up and uh, cast powder into the air to see what will happen. But God simply speaks the very thing that he has purposed, the very thing that he has planned, the very thing that he has designed, the very thing that he has in his mind. And when he speaks it, the word of faith brings it to pass through the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything that God does is by the power of his word. And in earth, using humanity, people that come to believe and know Christ. He uses their lives as they on earth are his representatives, the representatives of his word, his spoken word. And we in prayer and we when we take authority in the name of Jesus and speak that living word forth again out of our lips, it has authority and power here on earth. Remember the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is already set. He knows exactly what it is. But when we here on earth pray His word and pray His will, God brings to pass that which is filled with faith and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Let's look at some scriptures in the book of Revelation and in the creation of man. And let's continue this train of thought on the power of words, words that are filled with faith, words that are spoken by God, the exchange in heaven and the exchange on earth when it comes to the spiritual matters and the natural matters of this earth concerning his church and God himself. It says in Revelation 12:11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved their lives not unto death. Three things are spoken of in the future concerning the antichrist and uh, those whom he will persecute. I say the future because this is a future verse of when it takes place, but it gives us an opportunity to look into a pattern. If that's the way that they're going to do it, then that's the way that it's been done. Then it must also be the way that we should be doing it. Three things. They overcame by the blood. That means the blood of Jesus had not only cleansed and washed them from their sins, But they were walking in the light of the word of God and they were daily cleansed by that precious blood. 
Now you may say, how in the world do you know that? Or how can we even uh, trust that as a thought or as a pattern of how things are done? Well, in the scripture, in the book of First John, in chapter 1, in verse 7, it's very clear. It says, well, I'll read verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and we do not do the truth. But if we walk in the light, notice that is a present tense. If we're walking in the light at that moment and we continue walking in the light as he is in the light, not only do we have fellowship with one another, it says, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, stop and think about that. There is not this need for every single day to have to bow the knee and have to repent and have to restore fellowship and have to restore our right relationship with God because we have sinned, whether it was in word or thought or action or deed, etc., etc., But it says if we're walking in the light, if we're walking in the light, we're walking in his word. Thy word is a lamp and a light unto my feet. If we're walking according to his word, then we are walking in the light. And if we're walking in the light, we have fellowship with the Father. We have fellowship with the Son. We have fellowship with one another. One reason sometimes people don't want to, as believers, have fellowship with other believers is because of the very fact that they are either walking or living in sin, and that prevents them from having fellowship because they're not walking in the light. And they can consciously sense that fact and be aware of it. So just consider and ponder this. People that don't want to fellowship, and I'm not talking about something psychological that, you know, something's wrong with them. I'm talking about we as believers should desire the fellowship with other believers. But many times, other believers do not want to fellowship with other believers for the simple fact that they're not walking in the light. And by not walking in the light, then basically they've not been cleansed from their sins. Now, there is that time where it says in verse number 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, he will do that if we have sinned. But if we're walking in the light as he is in the light, We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus is automatically cleansing our lives. Did you hear that? It's cleansing it. It is when we consciously know that we're walking in sin and refuse to turn or repent from sin that we don't want to fellowship with others because the light of God, the light of Jesus, the light of the Holy Spirit, and the light of believers walking in the light have a tendency to make an individual uncomfortable and feel like they're going to be exposed. Therefore, they avoid fellowship. 
and stay away from it. But if we're walking in the light, we don't care and we don't mind because the very word itself is cleansing us. Now, Jesus, he taught us when he spoke about the vine. And this is not something that should be unfamiliar to us, but we should all be very consciously aware of it, that when Jesus talked about the vine, and this is in chapter 15 of the book of John, and if we were to look at some of these verses, it actually, we start, let's say, with number verse number uh, with three. Now, therefore, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. How is that possible? While his word is light. His word is a light unto us. And Jesus said, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So as long as we're walking in his word, Faithfully and consciously. That word provides a light for our path. It provides a light and illuminates our path and our feet. So that not only will we not stumble, but we can actually avoid being made to stumble. And as we do that, the word of God cleanses us. It is when we are walking willingly in sin that we need to then confess so that we can restore our fellowship with him. Well, when we look at Revelation 12, 11, it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That is how they overcame him because the blood of Jesus was constantly washing them. And if they had sinned, they confessed their sin, and the blood of Jesus cleansed them. But it also says they overcame by the word of their testimony. Now remember, our testimony is the testimony of Jesus. And according to the book of Revelation, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, when we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about his death, burial, and his resurrection. But we're also talking about his present reign and rule in our lives and the future reign during the millennium and the reign of Christ throughout eternity. So when we witness and when we talk about Christ in our lives, Literally, the spirit of prophecy is crossing the past, the present, and into the future. And finally, the last thing that made them overcomers, and remember, we're talking about the future for these individuals here. They loved not their lives even unto death. That means that they were, they were willing to lay down their lives. Why? Because they were committed. They were committed to a relationship that was a covenant that had been done in the blood of Jesus himself. Eat this, drink this. This is my blood shed for you, the new covenant. This is my body that is broken for you. So all of these things combined help us to understand that it was not just simply words that they were saying, but it was a combination of walking in the word, walking in the light, being cleansed by the word, being made clean by the word and repenting also where the blood of Jesus uh, cleanses us and washes us. And also the very word, that means that they 
maintain. They did not withdraw back. They did not hide from the testimony that is in their lives, the witness of Christ in them through the power of the Holy Spirit, the witness of Christ through the very fact that their lives have been changed, the witness of Christ that they've been born again, the witness of Christ in their lives that they are transformed lives. And just as he laid down his life for us, we should be willing to lay down our lives for him. But that is a hard thing to do. There's a a, a Spanish saying that basically it, it goes something like this in Spanish, entre el dicho y el hecho hay mucho trecho. And basically what that simply means between what you say and what you do, there's a whole lot of things that can go right or wrong between those two things. That little space of time. And that means simply for us, if we are not willing to give of ourselves daily, of our time, of our everything, completely to Him, then I will say with certainty, it will be very difficult for an individual to want to lay down his life for Christ. If he's not willing to give up all and follow Him and die daily, then how can you all of a sudden, when you're presented with death in front of you, you're given a choice. And the thing is, a person actually may, may choose to deny Christ instead of maintain that witness and testimony for him. Just read the New Testament and see how many did fall away. How many refused? And that's why they were encouraged by the Apostle Paul that when persecutions came, especially when they were Jews and uh, they were being persecuted and ousted by their own, their own ethnicity, their, their own Jewish people, their homes, their jobs, and their families, and all of these things being taken away from them, people turning against them, they were wanting to give up the faith. They were wanting to cast away their confidence, which is of great reward. But instead, we are told to maintain for he that endureth till the end. In other words, he that endureth all the way to the end, he is the one that shall be saved. A lot of people cannot endure and they give up. They throw in the towel and they call the fight and say, hey, you win. I lose. I quit. We cannot do that. You have to endure all the way to the end. Well, join us on Sunday as we continue along these thoughts, our thinking and our train of thought. Until then, keep looking up. Remember, Jesus is coming. Our redemption draweth nigh. The Lord love you richly and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.